to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box. Read a repulse that goes green. Our Fantastic Beasts review. And Nintendo Land's next steps. This is Universe Box. I'm Bill Meeks. I'm Amory This is Universe Box for November 29th, 2016. How you doing, Amory? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about you, Billiam? Excellent, excellent. We're, we're back after uh, taking last Thursday off for Thanksgiving and your Gilmore Girls special. Gilmore Girls special. Episode number 18. Uh, that uh, turned out pretty well. Uh, we and had to do a little finessing s- with the audio. There but- was some, you know, little this, little this that had to be done, but it was a good time. Yeah, so but it thanks again to Alex from What the Fangirl mm-hmm. for joining me for that. And as we often are, uh, you are joined uh, by our chat room over at live.universebox.com. Yay! Right now we have Peachy Nancy and Bobby in there. Uh, no Angel, but, you know, she <laughs> might show up yet. Calling uh, her out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course I'm calling her out because Angel is always there. She's our constant listener. She's our constant I, but I, uh, we did right here before we get into the main meat of the show, we had a couple of announcements we wanted to make. First off, if you're listening to the show right, right now, now, like within 12 hours of us recording it, you can still sign up for our, our gift, gift exchange, exchange over on Elfster. Just go to Elfster.com. And search Universe Box. Yeah, and look for the 2016 Universe Box gift exchange. This is a lot of fun. Yep. What we do is we... uh. You know, it's a gift exchange. People sign up. We exchange names, send each other gifts. Then you record a video, a voicemail, uh, send a letter, take a picture, and submit it to us. And we do a... We do a Christmas special. Yeah, a Christmas special episode of this podcast. Uh, So we'd love to have you involved with that. If you Mm want to check it out, elster.com slash... A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff, or just search for Universe Box. Search for Universe Box. If you see the drunk Santa, then you know you're in the right place. Yeah, I, 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 as is so as often the case in life, <laughs> if you see the drunk Santa, you're in the right. You're place. probably in the right place. And one other little announcement we wanted just to take a, care of right here, right off the top, is uh, what, what after uh, this week, uh, we're, we're we're making some changes. Yeah, we're making some changes uh, to the way. Uh, our schedule mainly uh first of all uh we do want to mention we're going to be bringing back we're so lost this saturday with special guest saturday. uh michael lucero he's Who coming up just hopped into the chat room nice hello Who, michael lucero. He, he's uh coming over for a uh spoiler, spoiler party a spoiler party he's created us articles that would have come out bef- between seasons one and two of Lost. And we'll be continuing doing that Tuesday nights uh, whenever Gotham's off the air. But we're also going to be changing the schedule of this podcast because doing it so late, doing it twice a week has proven to be... Trying on us as people. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, we also think it would be better just to condense it down and give you just a compact ball of awesomeness once a week instead. So what we're going to do is Thursday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST, which is our normal recording time for all our other shows. We're going to be bringing this show to you every week. We're going to add, we're adding a tech segment. Yes, we're going to have some new segments. And uh, some more stories. And uh, so so it'll be a good time. Uh, So after this week, it'll be Thursdays. Thursdays In fact, you know what? This Thursday too, 8.30 p.m. EST. Okay. That should be good. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we'll make it work. We'll have, make it work. I have stuff, but okay. Yeah, I, 8.30 p.m. EST this Thursday, and from here on out, forever. Okay. 
Universe Box uh, schedule. So I, I guess that about does it for uh, all the preamble. Uh, now we're going to be looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in Televisionary. <laughs> So what's our first story, Amory? Kevin Smith drops from Buckaroo Banzai. So Kevin Smith may need to hire a new fact checker. The actor director has dropped from the Buckaroo Banzai project today after learning that Earl Mac Rauch and W.D. Richter were not involved as he had previously thought. Mm. Smith took to Facebook Live for an 18-minute rant about how he would not participate in the project without them and their vision. He goes on to say that he is willing to rejoin the project should all of the legalities, which is why they're not involved, <laughs> are worked out. Mm. So who did, did he read his contract? Who approached him about the project? Dear Kevin Smith, find out who you're working for and with before signing on to things. Mm -hmm. That seems a little little crazy to me. Like, yeah. did somebody gloss over the <coughs> truth when they were uh, recruiting him? Maybe mm -hmm. that's very possible. But also, is Facebook Live really where you want to? I mean, it's very Kevin Smith, I uh -huh. think, to do that, to, to do a nice little rant. Yeah. But is that really the best way to get your point across? Yeah. Michael over in the chat room says he's never even heard of that show. Nor have I. Uh, but this was always just an odd project to me. I, I, I've never seen the original, but it always sticks out in my head as a, a go-to horrible sci-fi franchise reference, possibly because I might have heard that in a Kevin Smith film somewhere along oh. the way. Uh, but it, it's nice to see uh, Kevin take a principled stand but something tells me his already stacked schedule had a bit more to do with it than maybe necessarily the creators. Maybe that just gave him an, an easy out. Because he already has uh, Moose Jaws, Mallrats the Series, Clerks 3. Uh, he's directing a bunch of CW superhero shows in the near future. Not to mention the probably dead miniseries Hit Somebody and all the podcasts this dude does. Uh, maybe, wow, people think we overcommit. I know. Maybe him overcommitting uh, is for the best. Uh, or maybe him, you know, kind of realizing his overcommitting and backing off is for the best, rather. Because he did a lot. His work was a lot better when he did a lot less of it. I, you know, I, I used to be a huge Kevin Smith fan back in the day, mm -hmm. but it's kind of fallen off for me in, in recent times. And, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he's putting out like a 40 of hours of contact a week. Content. Content a week. So, so uh, you know, I think this is probably for the best. It probably is. I can't even imagine Mallrats the series mm -hmm. or Clerks 3. See, in general. See, Clerks 3, I, I'd like to see just because it, it kind of it's feels clerks. feels like a good concept, like check in on these characters every 10 years. And Mallrats the series, I could kind of see too, mm. uh, depending on what the story is. I uh, Doing just like a, because I think he's going to do like a 10 episode series. Okay. Uh, and I'd imagine they're probably going to be a half hour pop. Yeah. So that doesn't say... That's that, not that much, but... It, the combo of the projects will be a good way to uh, sort of, I, I think, maybe sign off or check in on his viewist universe. Mm -hmm. uh, he, I mean, he was really the first one to do like the movie universe thing with a bunch of interconnected movies and characters. Oh, yeah. Because they always had that like, you know, they would talk about a character in Clerks and they'd show up in Chasing Amy right. and that sort of thing. I still need to see Chasing Amy. So it'll be cool to kind of check in on that universe, see who's dead and everything, if nothing else. Over in the chat room, Bobby says, too bad I was looking forward to this series i wasn't 
definite and then it kind of trails I, off. I, yeah, I don't know what happened to Buddy. Okay, so what's our next story, Emery? <clears throat> Scientology versus Leah Remini. So after spending her lifetime in the Church of Scientology, the King of Queens actress Leah Remini has wa- walked away in 2013. Now the actress is facing backlash from the church as her new show on A&E, Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath, threatens to expose the church's practices and mistreatment of their members. Remini's lawyer is seeking $1.5 million in damages, and the church is now sending threatening letters to the network to try and shut down the show. That airs tonight. Uh, before uh, any lawyers get involved, we just want to say we love ty- Scientology. We are both Scientologists. Don't say that. They ask for money. Okay. We're not Scientologists. Scientologists? We are not anti. We are not. We are. Or maybe we are. We, um. No, no, we're not. If you're suing, we're not. <laughs> if you're uh, not suing. <laughs> um. Okay. So I know there, there's just a whole lot of shenanigans going on with this. Um, I don't even know who actually is more in the wrong at this point. Like, is uh, Leah Remini just trying to make a few bucks? And by a few, I mean 1.5. <laughs> or is or she save really, a few anyway. Or she, right. Or is she really trying to save people by exposing um, this religion and their practices and all of that good stuff or not good stuff? <laughs> um, you know, and I don't, I don't know much about Scientology, but it does seem a little wrong for any sort of church or religion to be sending nasty notes to a network and talking about uh, one of their actresses as a has-been. And it doesn't seem very religious. Yeah. I actually read uh, some of her uh, AMA over on Reddit today because she did one today. And this is actually, it's actually a pretty sad situation. She just got to the point where she realized how negative a scene the whole Scientology scene was mm-hmm. uh, she did bring up a good point though that while they tout their celebrity uh, following the majority of scientologists are simply normal people who get separated from their families or forced to be separated from their families mm. and lose usually everything they have given to the church and everything that's what i'm saying so you know i i mean we were kidding earlier but scientology is pretty shady and it's nice to see some light getting shined on it by such a high profile former member i do wonder if she's going to go back to working at the malibu sands beach resort now that her acting career is probably over uh but uh, good reference good reference yeah it's uh and over in the chat room uh peachy nancy says i mean if you saw the doc on hbo about scientology it seems like she's doing the latter and uh, she's trying to save some people yeah and there's been a lot of hyper i think that one was called going clear and uh, Louis Thoreau, who's mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, documentarians, is doing one called My Scientology Movie. Oh, uh, that's coming nice. out soon. So it's good seemed, luck to him. So he doesn't get. I mean, South notes. Park kind of started it a, a few years back, uh, but it looks like uh, everyone's getting into the attacking Scientology business, which yeah. is probably good. It's probably not uh, based on you know what, what we've we all learned. heard about them, right? And uh, also over in the chat room, as far as the shared universes go, Bobby says, let's not forget Abbott and Costello, Bill. As far as shared universes go, they met quite a few people. Michael chimes in, I love Abbott and Costello. I'm still endlessly amused by who, who's on first. Mm. Who's on first? I can't. Who's on first? I can't even do it. Who's on first? I can't do it. Okay, well, why don't you just go ahead and grab some popcorn and find your seat? Okay. We're opening up the curtain on Cinematters. <laughs> So Rita Repulsa is the Green Ranger? Dun, dun, dun. In the latest promotional picture for the upcoming Power Rangers movie, Rita Repulsa is shown in what appears with what appears to be a green stone or power coin. These types of stones were given to the Power Rangers 
<clears throat> or gave their the Power Rangers ahem, their power leading what? What? I think I blended two sentences together. Either way, a fan theory is that Rita is or created the Green Ranger, and this leads us to believe that it could possibly be true. Yeah, I have heard this theory a bit. I must live in a bubble because I, I've never heard this before, and I was a really <laughs> big Power Rangers fan back in the elementary school days, mm-hmm. which was around when this all started. Like, fourth grade, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out. I remember vividly. <laughs> um, but this is just freaking cool. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I somehow missed this theory floating around the internet probably because i was in fourth grade and i love it it makes sense and i cannot wait to see how this happens like i want to see like did she steal the coin did she make the coin is it bitcoin i don't know it's not bitcoin it's not bitcoin oh wait it's a physical object it's not a bitcoin but but i've been hearing this theory a lot and and i I, i've really enjoyed it uh every time i've heard it i was like you know that makes a good bit of sense Mm -hmm. it gives rita a much stronger motivation to hate the rangers since they've effectively replaced her i I, but i don't think this rules out a proper green ranger saga for the sequel either i you know the sequel to the movie uh she could always pass off the powers at the end of the movie uh Mm. maybe zordon could separate uh her from the power Mm. but she retains the power coin and can give it to another teenager with attitude uh she looks great though i as the i i'll show her again as yes, does please. the movie and i can't i can't wait to see it uh, but i mean as we all know in the power rangers the the green ranger saga it's a three-part episode where wow uh you know a, a green ranger shows up and starts battling the power rangers you find out that he's being mind controlled by rita repulsa to get back at the rangers and they never ex- really explain where she got the power coin so I, I think it's ki- kind of cool if she's like a former ranger, mm. you, you know, that she, she uh, kind of, she can't use it anymore. So then she passes it on. So it gives kind of a good explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Although I will say that this picture of Elizabeth Banks, she doesn't look very look Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banksy. No, I all. was actually like, when I was looking at it, I was like, I'm really kind of excited for how different she looks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just love how different it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think they they even have like some fake teeth or something. Or they've oh, they had too. to. Like, we know the girl can dress up in costume. Thank you, Hunger Games. And she can wear the big crazy wigs mm-hmm. and makeup and all that. But this looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, still going on with Doctor Who or uh, Abbott, and Abbott and Costello over in the chat room. Michael Lucera says maybe they could do a Doctor Who Abbott and Costello mashup where Doctor Who plays actually plays first base for Abbott's team. That would be hilarious. I believe they've done a Doctor Who sketch with a former Doctor that was basically who's on first. Nice. Uh, So what's our next story, Emery? Pope Francis and Martin Scorsese screen silence. The Pope will be receiving a private screening prior to the world premiere at the Vatican of Martin Scorsese's film Silence. Scorsese and Pope Francis are expected to discuss the mission of the Jesuits, the order that the priests belong to, in, and that the movie is based on. The first rule of the Jesuits is you don't talk about them. Pope Francis is not Shh. the first pope to receive a private screening. Vatican viewings of The Passion of the Christ and Unbroken have also taken place because of their religious elements. <laughs> Hi. So I must live under a rock because this is the first I've heard of this movie. Maybe because it's silence. Um, after watching the trailer, it does seem amazing and really cool that Scorsese is having this private screening slash meeting with the Pope to get like his reaction before it really goes public. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be really interested to hear the Pope's reactions because it does focus so heavily on the specific 
order of priests in the Jesuits, uh-huh. and that's who Pope Francis is. You know, <laughs> maybe that could be a DVD extra, little interview with the Pope. Mm-hmm. Thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I, I, as for me, uh, you know, I, I I hate to say this, Uh-oh. I've never actually been a big fan of Scorsese. I uh, there's a, been a few movies of his that I've seen that I've liked, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times I feel like like they're kind of they're too long. Uh, they, <laughs> they feel a little uh-huh. fat around the edges, and it feel it's another situation of you get so big and no one will tell you no anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a George Lucas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, shoot me. He's 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 a classic director. I understand. He's very, very, very well regarded. One of the greats. But I just never really dug him that much. Yeah. The story does sound interesting, though. And I dig Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. uh, especially as Spider Man. Is he playing Spider Man in this? He's not playing Spider Man. <laughs> Spider no. Jesuit. Uh, the Jesuits are are an interesting bunch too. I've always known them as sort of the cool, hip, intellectual sect of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that might have something to do with the Jesuit I, I used to know. Yeah. I think it might. <laughs> uh, yeah, plus uh, some Jesuits I knew uh, when I lived near Jesuit College, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I probably won't see this film, but it sounds like something that would be right up Pope Francis's alley, and I hope he likes it. And I, I hope he lets me know uh, what he thinks about he's it. Gonna, he's going to tweet you. Yeah, he will. He'll tweet you. At Bill Meeks, I'm Pope Francis, and I like silence. Uh, over in the chat room, Mike Lucero says, Oh, man, I am really excited about silence. That book is so good. The author of silence, uh, Shasuka not- Endo, was actually referenced in the final season of Lost. Thank you, Michael, bringing for bringing it, it back full to Lost. circle. And in regards to Elizabeth Banks, uh, Peachy Nancy says, That was Elizabeth Banks. Oh, my God. I had to Google it. Yeah, yeah she- she's fantastic. Like, she, she's very chameleon She's completely transformed. Yes. For sure. For sure. Totally. Okay, so if you want to be completely transformed, do I have a deal for you? Oh, here we go. It's called Patreon. Patreon. If, if you've never heard of it, patreon.com slash universe box is our Patreon page. And it's a way you can sort of support what we do, you know, give it, throw us a couple shekels to keep the light, lights on kind of thing. Literally. You can donate anywhere from a dollar a month up to, you know, $5 a month. If you donate $25 a month, you can be a guest on this very podcast. And, uh, you know, you can adjust that as you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also do a one-time donation over at universebox.com. There's a PayPal link over on the right-hand sidebar. And you get all the same benefits, including the most important one. The most important one. The $5 Star Patrons Club. If you're a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club, not only... Will Zordon award you your very own power coins? Yes! Which will turn you into a power Jesuit. <gasps> but you will also get your name read out on every episode of every podcast we do. That month. Uh, yeah, that month. <laughs> I, and uh, the members of our $5 Star Patrons Club this month are Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cadler, Hope Mullinex, Karen Horlacher, Jessica Gonzalez, Jacob Newman, and Casa Commotion. Uh, Woohoo! You guys are so great. So awesome. And uh, Leia Remney is not going to make a documentary about you. About you. Because you're members of the $5 Star Patrons Club. It's a safety net. Patreon.com slash Universe Box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, now, time to throw in your headphones. <laughs> Warm up your pipes. La, 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 la. We're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. We're almost in tune. One day we're going to make it. It's never going to happen if I'm here. 
Okay, so Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton are performing together. On tonight's The Voice was a or tonight's The Voice was a special treat up their sleeve for their viewers. Miley Cyrus, one of the show's judges, is teaming up with her godmother Dolly Parton as well as the acapella group Pentatonix to mm-hmm. perform Jolene. They'll be singing um, nine to five. <laughs> the That's song. the time period, not the song. Oh, hey. Um, the song will also appear on Dolly Parton's Christmas special, Dolly Parton's Christmas Many Colors, Circle of Love. I can't it's believe she's still to, doing these. It, I think last year was the first year. No, I mean, she, she's been doing TV specials like this for oh, years and years Oh, well, everybody does TV specials, but these are about her life. Oh, okay. She, her first one was last year. I, I caught a little bit of it. It was pretty good. Um, but this is like the sequel, like then the following Christmas. Um, <laughs> so, well, this is just precious now, isn't it? So one of my favorite things about the holidays is when artists team up and deliver amazing versions of classic songs. And, you know, I think we consider Jolene to be a bit of a classic song. So I, and I don't know, everybody knows Pentatonix Christmas album, even if you don't know it's them. Because I mean, it's the acapella Christmas music. It's fabulous. And then we're throwing mm. Miley in there. <laughs> so this is going to be amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Perhaps epic, as the kids call it. I, I do love these kind of Christmas specials, though. Like, uh, actually, one of my favorite Christmas albums mm-hmm. is uh, the soundtrack uh, to Colbert's Christmas special that he did a few years back with Elvis Costello and, oh, what was her name? Feist. <gasps> uh, I like Feist. I, a bunch of different artists. I was actually listening to the, the version of Peace Lo- What's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding mm-hmm. from that is one of my favorite versions of that song. It's one of my favorite songs. So, nice. yeah, these can be a real treat. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned a few weeks back, uh, Miley does a great job performing with classic uh, folk and country stars. Yeah. Probably, probably because she's been doing it since her dad still had an achy, breaky heart. Down, uh, damn, my heart. My achy, breaky heart. Again, I do have to recommend the Backyard Sessions on Miley's YouTube channel where she performs with a lot of these classic artists. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, Jolene is absolutely my favorite Dolly Parton song. And I've heard, I I, I don't know if Anne-Marie knows this about me, but I've actually heard the width and breadth of Dolly's catalog. Like, I, I'm very familiar with all of Dolly's work. I am not. And uh, I, I, I even play a cover of Jolene, though, on guitar. It's one of my favorite songs to play I, on guitar. I, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah so I, so I thought this story might appeal to you. So I'm definitely going to be watching this on YouTube tomorrow. Not the special tonight, though. Uh, over in the chat room, Peachy Nancy says, I'm not a fan of Miley Cyrus or her current music, but there is no doubt that she can sing folk country music very well. Very she much She just agreed. doesn't want to. Yeah. Cause she's just Miley. She's just. She's just Miley. You just got a Miley when you're Miley. 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 Next. What's in the box? You're about to find out. We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the universe box. So what's your universe box entry, Ma- Anne-Marie? Mine is Wes Anderson directs an H&M Christmas short. So in classic Wes Anderson style, this video short on H&M's website follows a group of Christmas travelers when snow delays their trip. While part of my brain knows that it's just an advertisement, the bigger part of my brain gets really into the story. If all advertising was like this, I would be so happy. Related, I feel a heavy desire to go shopping at H&M right now. Yeah, and this looks very much like a very Wes Anderson. It's very wet. Like, there's no doubt mm-hmm. of who did this. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's an ad, but it's not so in your face an ad. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them can be. It, it's fun. You actually get into the story. 
So yeah. it's pretty. Go watch it. It's good to see he's still getting work after that weird Moonrise Kingdom movie he did a few years back, which I didn't really like that much. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, last but and this is very exciting. Uh, my Universe box is way more exciting than Anne Marie's. Nintendo and Universal. Nintendo and Universal wide. Studios are teaming up to bring Nintendo-themed rides to all Universal parks. All of them. In the world. All of them. Uh, details are still scarce, but uh, the this official announcement finally confirms the rumors that have been swirling around for about a year or so. Mm -hmm. I, I, I Now, I'm super pumped for this. I, I feel like they landed the Nintendo contract, though, because they'll be losing the Marvel one soon. I, I mean, they're just holding on to that. With, with their claws since disney got marvel studios mm -hmm. like they're just like okay this is going to get revoked sooner rather than later so let's work ahead for the future while right. we still have the marvel characters yeah. well while they're still making the money off the marvel yeah. characters to build the new stuff mm -hmm. though they do have all that harry potter money so yeah I think that's they're, very true. they're kind of flush yeah i i just hope they don't rely too much on virtual reality for the experience and mm -hmm. make a real life nintendo land for all of us kind of thing I, I, I'm just sad it, it's going to take so long, though, but I really hope there's a Zelda puzzle room situation. I, do, do you have any hopes for any rides uh, for um, Nintendo Land at Universal See, I'm Studios? trying to figure out how they're all really going to be as rides because <clears throat> a lot of Nintendo is you're running through a thing. Yeah. And you're like, boop, jumping. Like, I want to I, I want to literally, like, hit a box and, like, a mushroom pops out. Like, like you hop into an exoskeleton in your Super Mario. Oh. That would be awesome. Dude. That would be totally Make awesome. it happen. Dear Universal, if you'd like some bloggers to review stuff like this, we are in. Mm -hmm. Totes. Totes. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, Peachy Nancy says, I just wanted to live there, but not necessarily wear those, <gasps> those clothes. LOL. Nothing stood out. Was oh, she talking about the H&M? &M. Well, yeah. I don't think she meant Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live there. I want to dress like Super Mario. <laughs> Okay, so Anne-Marie, uh, what holidays are coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow is some fun ones. Tomorrow is Computer Security Day, so go ahead and update your security. And stay at home because you're well day. Basically, play hooky from work. So basically, just stay home and run an antivirus and you're good to go. And you're good. You're covered. That's <laughs> all you got to do tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> and, and since we usually try and give you homework from our holidays, why don't you tell us your favorite computer security protocol to run while you're at home alone? Whatever you tell me to push on the computer. I don't even know. Okay. Not enough. <laughs> also, uh, Peachy Nancy says, no, I totally meant Nintendo. As you should. As you should. As you do. Okay, so what are we excited about this week? Uh, we're offering up our recommendations in Suggestibles. <laughs> So as we do on occasion, we're going to actually just uh, review something we saw mm -hmm. for Suggestibles. So what what are we reviewing this week, Anne-Marie? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. How did this turn into a pirate movie? I don't know. Arr, Arr, fantastic Arr, magic. Beasts. Universe Maxio. <laughs> um, look it up. So this was the Harry Potter movie that I didn't know I wanted or needed. Um, I think that it was absolutely the perfect palate cleanser after basically living in the Hogwarts world since 2001. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I've read all the books way too many times. I've seen all the movies even more. 
Uh, it answered questions I always had, like, you know, muggle to wizard relationships in places other than England. Uh, and made me want to know more about this world. Probably doesn't hurt that it was like the 20s. And I really, really like stuff like around then. Uh-huh. Um, I do feel that I should have seen the big bad coming. Like, I shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> but I didn't. So that's probably a good thing for um, the creators of the this, this story thing. Hey, that's me. Universe Boxio. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, oh, try that again, man. I had it muted. Do, 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 do. Universe Boxio. Look it up. Universe I'll teach Boxio. you how to make your own wizarding wand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I really love this too. I, I A lot of listeners might know that... Uh, he hates Quidditch. I hate Quidditch, so I never finished the Harry Potter series of books or the movies <sighs> because I hated Quidditch so much. But really, this movie was endearing. I absolutely loved it. I feel like Harry Potter made a promise that there was this rich, magicking world that was just below the surface of the normal world that you never got to see. And I've, I don't feel ultimately that Harry Potter delivered on that promise. Mm-hmm. I feel like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them did deliver on that promise in spades. It, maybe it's because I'm American and it was set in America. And I'm Oh, don't be that guy. I, no, I, I'm saying like, because uh, I was looking for reasons why I would feel that way about it. And that was one possibly biased reason I could think of that I... I could have come to that conclusion, but I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's a much more well-told story. It's a simpler story. It's a much simpler story, and I think that is a big part of it. There's not so much. But at the same time, it's a very personal story in a lot of ways, too. I mean, obviously, uh, and I forget all the characters' names, sorry, but the main character... Uh, he has, you know, Newt's a quest commentary. and a goal and, uh, you know, things to do to accomplish a goal and all that kind of stuff. But I think the story is really about the baker. Like, mm-hmm. the baker, I felt, was really the the real protagonist, the person we were supposed to, like, follow along and hope for mm-hmm. in the story. I mean, obviously, towards the end, Newt has some stuff where, oh, he's going to bring her back the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the baker was just fantastic. And it funny and I, I loved his love interest too she was probably she was amazing definitely she uh, was amazing the si- or the was sister. it sister yeah mm-hmm. and i i mean just a lot of the effects were amazing um it, how it, many times can we say amazing it was amazing it was pretty amazing it was fantastic beast and <gasps> where to find them it was fantastic the beasts were amazing <laughs> i was trying not to I, say it I, I really liked going into the suitcase and seeing all the beasts. Oh, yeah. the Going into the suitcase was probably the best part of the movie. Right. Like, so when you go on the adventure into the suitcase, it really was to introduce the baker to the world. Mm-hmm. And you feel like this is the first time you've ever seen anything like this. Like, we got a couple of them here and there in all eight Harry Potter movies. Yeah. But nothing like this. And it made you feel more in it. Mm-hmm. Like it was like being at um, the borough. Like that's the the immersion that you felt. And it, I, I thought that the uh, ease with which characters apparated uh, was oh, really hi. well done. Uh, I also That's because re- they've come a long way in the special effects since the movie. I, I also really loved uh, going into the building, that which, which was basically the Ministry of Magic U.S. version. The U.S. version. Uh, I, I thought it, it filled me much more with a sense of wonder than like going into like Gringotts and Diagon Alley and mm-hmm. Platform 33 and a third or... <laughs> You know what I mean. Platform 33 and a third. (laughs) That takes you somewhere else. 
But yeah, okay, so out of on a scale of a hundred and eleven magic wands, how many magic wands would you give this one? Ninety-seven. Uh, Why? Because I really, really liked it, and I mm. want more. And I'm really mad at myself for not predicting the, the big bad <laughs> and mm-hmm. the surprise reveal at the end, um, which I guess wasn't really a surprise. But it just it left me wanting more. And I'm kind of at first, see, before we saw it, they had announced that there's going to be more from this world. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, could we please stop beating the dead horse? But now I'm like, yay, let's do it. <laughs> But I think that's because, like I said, it was sort of a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the same world, but completely different. Yeah. Which is nice. And there was just enough hooks, I think, for you to, the characters from the Harry Potter series to kind of keep you like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, as for me, I'm, I would give it 111 magic wands. What? I, I love, I think it. Outside of the DC movies, ah. I think it was probably my favorite movie I saw this year. It was definitely better than Doctor Strange. Definitely better than Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Theaters near you. Go watch it. It's Fantastic with Beast. And that's where you find him in the theater. Uh, so now we can't wait to hear your blathering. Let's you. hear what our listeners have to say in Blatherskite. We have Silence. no blather Skype. No blather Skype. Uh, although over in the chat room, Bobby says, never got into the Potterverse, but Fantastic Beasts looks interesting. It, it does, was. It is. That's really uh, but if you want to, uh, actually, if you've seen Fantastic Beast and- Send uh, us your review. Yes, yeah, send us your review. Contact at universebox.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universe box show. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. So you can send us your Fantastic Beast review. Or you know what? You can also send us your favorite Christmas album. We'll (gasps) also accept that. No, please send me your favorite Christmas album. And tell us why. Yes. That's perfect for homework for this week. I need some new ones. Okay, so now, as always, we've come to the end of the episode. It's time for some takeaways. Okay, so don't bite off more bonsai than you can chew. It's a me, Universio. A pardon, uh, a pardon in Cyrus duet was prophesied in the Book of Revelation. Oh my! And never go clear with Zach Morris around. Okay, so Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me trying to figure out that last Zach Morris reference, and you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. As for me, I know that Zach Morris reference because I wrote it because she was on Saved by yeah. the Bell and going clear as a Scientology thing. And that's why I didn't get it. You can also follow me on, on Twitter at Bill Meeks. I, and, uh, you know, you can follow all of the podcasts we do <gasps> at universebox.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave yes. us a, We had a review. Shoot. We did. I, I forgot. Hold on. I can pull it up here real quick. But we always love when we get reviews on yes, iTunes, please. even if they're trollish kind of even reviews. Even if they're completely trollish and we have to report them. But it helps people find us, uh, you know, if they don't know about the wonder that is Universe Box. And we did get one this week from, Someone. I think it was uh, John John Jameson. John John Jameson. Says, it's a good one. Says, Bill and Anne-Marie do a great job covering entertainment news. I especially love their reviews and the the suggestible, seg- suggestible, suggestible segment. Uh, the audio quality is exceptional. Thank Highly you. recommended. We do our best. Uh, thank you on all counts and uh, guilty on all counts. Uh, thank you, John John Jam- Jameson. If you go over to iTunes, leave us a review. Universe box with the yellow uh, 
Yeah, the yellow logo. The yellow logo. Um, we'll read it on the show. Very much appreciated. Thank you. So, you know, I think that about does it for this week. So until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.